watch it every play. They try to take on the fucking game. Check, we're on live. All right, what's going on, everybody? The boys are back on the on the mics, but we're we have some some news to break about the podcast. It's canceled, folks. We're canceled. Uh, <laughs> cancel culture is out of control. Am I right? Yeah, I don't even know what we did. Uh, no, but uh, we're in we're in a new studio now. We moved the location. Whitney's no longer here. She stays in the other studio. Yeah, it's this is this studio number two now. Or this yeah, be the studio three, right? Studio three, yeah, that's true. Studio number three. Yeah, we're at my apartment. We moved. Yeah, we got a we got a Giannis poster up. We got a Kyrie Irving Wheaties box. Uncle Drew, that's Uncle Drew. Uncle uh, Drew. Oh, uh, well, he, on the other side, yeah. We got. Have we ever talked about Uncle Drew on the podcast? I think we did for like last summer, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, that's when we saw it. Yeah, a great, f- a great film. Uh, a cinematic he making, isn't experience. Isn't he making another movie? Kyrie. Yeah. I have no idea. I thought he was gonna like make. Anyways, remember when everyone was like, Kyrie's like, oh, I don't like. It was a KD who's like, I don't like when the cameras are on me, and then everyone's like, Oh, but you were like in a movie. Oh yeah, that was Kyrie who said that. that have you ever Kyrie. seen KD's movie? Have you ever seen Thunderstruck? No, no, I actually never saw that one. Is it's that, is that it's like also a, pretty bad. Is that, is that like a like Mike thing where like he like gets transferred powers or something? Yeah, you know what? Actually, I think if you, you could actually find. So the first iteration of We're on Live was a podcast I did with my roommate Cole. Yeah. We actually talked about Thunderstruck, I think, on the second episode, and I think it's on the SoundCloud. Okay. We talk about Thunderstruck, but yeah, it's uh, the kid in the movie gets like called to take a half court shot at like halftime. Yeah. And he shoots it, misses it, and hits the mascot, hits the thunder mascot in the head. And I guess that is sort of where the magical transfer of powers happens cuz the ball rolls to KD. KD picks it up and hands the ball to the kid and like the they switch their abilities and KD can't play and the kid it becomes super good. That sounds tight. Yeah, but it's like Space Jam and like Mike. <laughs> it was like it's so bad. It's such a dumb movie, <laughs> and like no one knows about it either. Thunderstruck. Yeah, one. What that was when he's still on the Thunder, right? Obviously. Yeah. Thunderstruck. I don't even know if there's any other like Thunder players <laughs> in the movie. Do they just wear like those generic jerseys that say like team? No, like, they still they have like Thunder jerseys. I'm trying to think. Maybe I might have to rewatch it. <laughs> might be time for a rewatch. <laughs> Thunderstruck. Yeah, that's what the podcast is about now. We're gonna. This is a film podcast. <laughs> film podcast, Ron. I, I know you're. I know you're excited for the new Bruce movie that's coming out. Yeah, blinded by the light. Sounds tight, actually. Yeah, you know, originally I never knew that song was actually originally by him, and like his. The cover is so much worse than Bruce's, Bruce's original version, "Blinded by the Light." Yeah, yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, it's, it's the, on, the uh, first song on his first album. Yeah, what's the other one? "Growing Up." That's another good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. on that on that album. Actually, I think we forgot to to write this down on the list. But speaking of movies, Tina Charles is becoming a filmmaker. Oh yeah, that's right. She's making a documentary about her dad. It actually sounds pretty cool. 
he's like a musician or, or and like had like a record store and stuff. She's she's been making a documentary about it that's coming out at uh, Tribeca pretty soon. That's pretty tight. But uh, yeah, we'll have to check that out. Maybe review it on the podcast. We yeah. are reviewing Joanna Man on the podcast. Yeah, we'll do that next week. That's a a classic. A classic a women's basketball <laughs> movie. Uh, yeah, but episode what is this? Episode forty eight. If we should introduce it, I guess. Uh, we're back. After a couple of weeks, getting geared up for the season. Only three weeks away now. Three weeks about. Kind of depressing, I guess. Not as much excitement after the recent injury. Our girl Stu out for the season with a torn Achilles during the EuroLeague championship game. One of the one of the pretty much like last games that she would have played over there this season. And just shredded, shredded her Achilles. She's out for the season, obviously. I assume she'll be back by next year, but honestly, like, we don't really know. Like, Achilles are pretty pretty nasty. Like, we just saw Boogie. I mean, like, he came back, but wasn't really himself, and then got hurt again. So, hopefully that doesn't happen with Stewie, but obviously we'll see. That's a long way away. If she really cared about the Storm uh, winning another title, she wouldn't have played overseas. <laughs> yes, she was being selfish. She I, was I being agree. selfish. I would agree with that. True, true hoopers <laughs> do it for the love of the game, not for the money. But yeah, I don't know. I'm like, I there's honestly like not that much to say. Yeah, about it is like fuck sucks. sucks. Um, I guess like it'll be interesting to see sort of how the storm operate this season. Yeah, because I feel like Natasha can like fill in pretty well, but then like who fills in for Natasha? Like that was like the thing is like they had both of them. Yeah. yeah. And now, I don't know. You I'm like, sure we'll get to see, like, Jewel put up a lot of shots. Yeah. It's just, like, it sucks. I mean, obviously, any time a player like, gets hurt like that, it sucks. But you don't know how many years Sue has left. Yeah, as, exactly. Like, an elite point guard, and now you're at least Kinda one like season, lose a season wasted. Yeah. Because, like, there's, I don't know, maybe they still make the playoffs. Like, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be surprised if they still do. They but should just all sit out the season. Yeah. In solidarity <laughs> with Stewie. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, like they're they're not a title threat anymore. No way. No, yeah, I th- uh, they'll still be like a pretty good team, like a second, third tier sort of. Yeah. Uh, they'll be a playoff team. Pretty hard to see, sort of foresee a future in which they're kind of contending without obviously their best player. And especially because they, I mean, understandably at the time, but like they made their first round pick was the Australian kid, who is like very clearly a project. And, like that makes sense at the time. Because they, you know, thought they had Stewie and like we're gonna contend. Like now, looking back, obviously you could have used a player that could have helped you this season right away. But uh, obviously you couldn't have first first seen Stewie going down. Banned injuries. Yeah, y'all heard y'all heard about these injuries. They're they're bad in my opinion. <laughs> a lot of people, a lot of people don't want to say that, but I, I'll speak the truth. Yeah, I hate when players get hurt. But yeah, that kind of led to. Another discussion about the salary money thing, which uh, we don't really need to go into again because it's the same thing every single time we talk about it and nothing changes. We but see, the market sort of dictates. <laughs> if they were bringing in more money, then they would make more money. That's why the men get paid more. It's because they make more <laughs> money and then they get more money. It's called economics. That's like every single tweet replying to... Uh, 
WNBA, any sort of just like pay increase sort of post online for WNBA players is like, yeah, well, you know what? If they uh, if they would have bring more more money for the league, then maybe they would get paid more. <laughs> yeah, and they all the funny thing about that too is they all uh, they all say that as if they're like some groundbreaking point of like, folks, we got to remember like. <laughs> Yeah, I'm an economics <laughs> sort of expert. <laughs> yeah, the league is an economics expert. They are uh, doing some propaganda with a statement they released. And they're lo- I love that the league has a locked PR account. Like, yeah, was it, it the WNBA one or the NBA? No, they sent it out on the NBA one. I don't think the WNBA has a PR Twitter account. Why would it be locked? That, yeah, like you're... Literally, your job is to get information out to the public. Why, why do you have a locked Twitter account? But anyways, they said something about uh, erroneous reports. It's, they didn't really refer to who is saying it, but like, they're in, implying that people were wrong about how much money WNBA players make. But they tried to pull a fast one on people, and they put in their statement that they're talking about the average compensation and, and not salary. So which is like obviously different because compensation includes other things like cost of housing or cost of equipment and gear and stuff, sponsorships, like that's not the same as a player's salary, obviously. And like even still, they were like bragging that the average was a hundred sixteen hundred sixteen thousand, which like I don't know, that's it. Like yeah. even like the sort of lowest paid players in the NBA are making almost a million dollars. No, it's, I mean, yeah. I we have this, like, conversation, I feel like, every episode at this point. <laughs> yeah. It's, it'll be interesting. I mean, like, there's not much they can really do about it until, like, the CBA sort of renegotiations, which, what, after the season? Yeah, I think they should be probably going through them whenever the season ends. I, I don't know, like, what the, if they'll deal with that during the season, but. I know people are sort of averse to saying that NBA players have, like, responsibility. I suppose I agree to that to some extent. I also do think it would be nice if, like, the union was like, hey, like, these women are, like, just as good as us. Like, they're just as good, just as talented. They deserve to, like, make more money. Yeah, because you could... They've kind of gotten to the point where they're at least sticking up for the players. And I think all the NBA guys, you know, respect the players and, like, they'll let people know that like, they're good and stuff, but kind of taking that next step of, like, I don't know, being in solidarity and, like, the negotiation aspect, mm-hmm. not just saying the obvious thing that they're good at basketball. But, yeah, I, I agree. I don't, it's one of those things where, like, it's hard to say, like, it's hard to like, tell other people what to do. Yeah. But. I mean, the NBA union has always been sort of, like, a very uh, boutique sort of organization for sure no it's very much like i mean what chris paul literally negotiated a like special extension rule that only applied to himself like i mean it's very much like a stars protecting other stars kind of thing yeah well now they'll they have some more maybe like less star players i know malcolm brogdon Brogdon, is now one of uh, the biombo so that maybe that'll maybe usher in a change but yeah i think there's been like a lot of stuff written about it. I think like Nathaniel Friedman and Jesse Einhorn of Free Darko wrote 
just sort of how like yeah how the nba union caters more sort of like superstars which is i don't know you know they like sort of there's that swish appeal take sorry to call it a website by like name that was like uh well i I did i'm not afraid to this is no no, i'm holding (laughs) nothing back (laughs) saying that like it was in reference to stewie's injury saying that oh right right it was what was it like uh, like max contracts or like large contracts guaranteed for like star players or like was it like each team gets like like, a designated player kind of thing yeah, yeah, yeah which is nice but you would also hope that you know sort of like the role players, the lesser known players, also get their sort of fair shake. Right, because that was what I mean. We talked about it um, off the show, but like, like obviously Stewart's injury is bad. Like, no one's saying it's it's not bad, but like, Victoria Vivian's tore her ACL, and like, no one gave a shit. Like, yeah, um, like obviously she's not on Stewie's level, but she was the eighth pick last season, like a promising rookie's rookie season, and like, I don't know, she had to go overseas and is now like out for nine months and everyone just like no one no one was like up in arms about that mm-hmm. which like, i mean i get like that's just, like kind of how it works but still like i don't know those people like those players still deserve the same level of like protection and respect that like the star players do let the role players sort of go overseas and like right do whatever yeah. like they need to do it's interesting yeah i mean we won't know much more until like we said, the the CBA sort of renegotiates. I don't know if the WNBAPA has like a new sort of rep yet. Remember, a couple months ago there was maybe some like controversy around that they didn't even have like a representative. Yeah, it seems like a mess all around. I mean, the league. I, it's hard to imagine them having any like serious negotiations when the league doesn't have a, even have a president right now. So like. I think it's going to be a while until, like, anything serious happens. Yeah, same story as always. What else do we have? To, uh, other other injury news. We had DT. Big bummer. Like, this really seemed, especially after Stewart's injury, like it was kind of opening up for the Mercury there. Um, and, like, this should still be good, but Tarasi had back surgery. So she was out 10 to 12 weeks, and it happened... Surgery was like four weeks before the season, so she'll end up missing about six to eight weeks of actual games, which should put her back sometime in July, uh, if my math is right. Um, but like that's obviously like a huge blow to the WNBA when the season's so short and with only the top two teams getting the buys out of the single elimination games. And the Mercury have had like a ton of success. I mean, I think they've won like six straight or four straight, whatever, single elimination games the last few years. But like at a certain point, that's not sustainable. Even with Tarasi, like you can't just like always expect to rattle off a bunch of single elimination wins. And it would have been really, this seemed like a season where they could jump up into the, one of those top two spots. Um, and now we'll see. I, they're still obviously going to be good, but we don't know what Tarasi is going to look like. When she gets back, like back injuries are not good, obviously, especially at her age. And I mean, even if they are good, fine without her. Like, um, I mean, fine when she gets back. Like, they're probably gonna gonna falter a little bit until she's there. So 
Yeah, I guess we're going into the season. No Maya Moore, no DT, yeah. no Stewie, no Stewie, no Cam Beige. No Cam Beige. Anyone else? Any other sort I of think, top talent? I, don't think, I think there was something like McCautry might not be ready. I'm not 100% sure on that one. But, uh, yeah, no, it's a little little disappointing for sure. Uh, what else do we have? Oh, yeah, speaking of McCautry and the Dream. Yeah, the Dream are on some bullshit. <laughs> With their uh, their broadcast team, the China Robinson and uh, damn, what's that guy? What's that guy's name? I don't know. <laughs> uh, the other guy. Sorry, man. <laughs> we'll have to edit that in later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Let me see. <laughs> they they basically tried to force that duo, who's like been there for a long time and is probably one of the best. WNBA like local broadcast teams tried to force them to take a 35% pay decrease which obviously they said no to because that's like an absurd request (laughs) like asking uh, people to take less money to do the same job is always bullshit but 35% is just that's like pulling up from like full court the dream still follow us on twitter right yeah so does their PR team which I (laughs) how much do you think they would pay us to do it first what if we wi- we should win the that song contest that they're having and then parlay that into the <laughs> into the broadcast? I'm saying we have a lot of leverage here. We could really sort of work our <laughs> way into a position of power. Yeah, we have we get like 200 listens on every episode. How much do you think they were being paid? And then 35% off of that. That's still probably pretty good money. I would even say take another 10% off of the thir- the 35%. I would say we're making pretty good cash at that point. More than I'm making right now, that's for sure. We're going to we're going to finally meet all the Patreon goals by I've never even been to Atlanta. I would like to go. Yeah, I've never been there either. Atlanta is my Sodom and Gomorrah or whatever that Stephen <laughs> yeah. A tweet is. <laughs> Stephen A legend. Maybe they should get him on the broadcast. That'd be sick. We should get Stephen A. on the show. <laughs> I don't know if he would... Uh... What do you mean? What do you think he's possibly doing? <laughs> he has like 15 jobs for ESPN. Yeah, he's like always <laughs> on TV. <laughs> he's got his radio show. He really loves the game. He really loves doing sports media. And so do we. So Atlanta Dream, if you're listening to this... I'll do I'll do it for I make ten twenty five right now at my job. I'll do it for twelve dollars an hour. <laughs> do do you think that they would pay uh I think that includes like pregame? Or is it like literally just tip off to final buzzer? Yeah, I guess that's only like twenty four dollars. <laughs> I'd I'd do it for like the free trips to Atlanta though. Like twenty bucks a game and yeah, free, maybe free trips to Atlanta. And yeah, we could just say courtside. Yeah. Right, we have to we like talk the entire time. Save up the per diem money. No dead air. <laughs> we can't edit the the broadcast. <laughs> Doesn't okay. work. Yeah, you, you, you like, I like when they do players only, and Isaiah Thomas is doing the play by play, and the dude just like stops talking for like twenty seconds. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's really good at it. <laughs> that would be a thing. It'd be hard to. It'd be hard to do our normal style of just segueing into talking about like movies or something for five minutes on <laughs> while like well, maybe we could try off. we could try <laughs> angel's ice cream parlor finally <laughs> oh that's true 
That would be true. We could get Tiff Hayes on the show. Yeah, I could ask her to unblock me on Twitter. <laughs> Do you think we could just record? It sucks. I have like the two coolest like basketball <laughs> players block me on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, man, you're you got to get them back. We had we can do a campaign on the We're on Live account. To un- Whatever that just means, I'm doing it. my job as a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to no pulling no punches. Yeah, <laughs> they're trying to hide hard, the truth from me. Little do they know, I have a podcast Twitter account that I can search <laughs> their names on. Uh, they haven't thought of that yet. Checkmate. Uh, what else? What else happened? Oh yeah, uh, Kathy Pondexter retired. Announced her retirement. Not really a surprise. I mean, she's she didn't really play that much last season. Yeah, but I mean, it's still still kind of a bummer to see one of the the legends go. Yeah, I got her basketball ref. I got Cappy Pondexter WNBA stats basketball reference page up. You know, seven time All Star, three team, three time first team All WNBA, one time second team All WNBA. That's pretty good. Yeah, I mean, a pretty illustrious career. I only caught sort of, of like titles. the tail end of it. Yeah, I think she won a finals MVP. Yeah, I mean, she was on the 20, when they did that 20 best players for the 20 years, so she was on the list. Um, she always wore a lot of cool outfits to Sparks games. That's pretty cool. But yeah, we'll see. we'll see what she does in her post-career. I feel like I feel like we'll hear from Cappy in her retirement. She seems like someone that uh isn't gonna just disappear. Last few things here. Uh Lindsay Whalen getting her jersey retired, obviously not a surprise at all. June I think that's gonna be on June eighth. Um, deserved honor. That's cool. And then lastly, the league formed a new partnership with with CBS. You ever seen uh you ever seen uh Oh Hello? With Nick Kroll and John Mulaney. Is that like the sort of Broadway? theatrical? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. never seen it. There's one of the guys. Spoiler alert for anyone uh, who hasn't seen this. It's on Netflix. But one of the guys, one of the characters in the show is supposed to get a voice voice work with CBS as like the like announcer for CBS. He always, his, his catchphrase was, CBS, baby! <laughs> <laughs> that was a terrible impression of it. We're also we're all, we're uh, partnering with CBS, and the podcast is going to be on CBSSports.com now. Yeah, and the main CBS. We're taking over for uh, Sheldon for Big Bang Theory. <laughs> <laughs> we're getting the primetime spot. It's just going to be a uh, the CBS like when people go to watch the TV. Is it's not really going to be anything on TV. It's just going to be like the the SoundCloud page. Yeah, like the waves. So yeah, the waves going, and it's just going to be that. 45 minutes or whatever i don't know is i don't is that even a cbs show at I, I don't know uh, that know. sounds right i'm trying to think of some other cbs show. i feel like ncis is ncis on yeah watch all of it just yeah turn your watch tv all to cbs it. and never and change look for, the channel look for us <laughs> go to see also go to cbssports.com slash writers slash slash jack slash uh dash maloney and then just like make sure to click that, click that link like just as often as you can, uh, for no reason. Just like if you think of it, just should be something you should do. Yeah, when I pull up 
Google Chrome. It's yeah, just, just Jack's writer profile on CBS Sports. Just make it your homepage. Uh, so anytime you open up your, honestly, do it on your phone, your your Kindle, uh, iPad, any of it. Just set your set every web browser you have to my writer profile. Um, make yeah, that if your you're paying page. attention yeah. to the NBA playoffs, you know Jack is. Jack is covering the NBA playoffs with some fervor. You know, he is he's writing about it. Yep, it's true. I'm uh, plugging I'm plugging his <laughs> writing for him. Yeah. That's Thank what you. that's what podcast co hosts do. <laughs> if you're if you're ever in the Milwaukee area and you need uh you need um some fresh groceries. Yeah, hand it over to <laughs> Just kidding, don't. It fucking sucks. <laughs> I woke up this morning, I had to wake up at 6, and I was like, what if I just didn't go to work today? Do you think they'd, like, fire me? I think I could no, just... I don't think so. <laughs> You'd probably have to, like, not show up for a, a while for them to actually fire you. See, that was the thing. I've done that a couple times where I just... Well, I didn't know I worked, and I didn't show up. And my boss was really pissed off at me. <laughs> but now I have like feel like I've garnered enough, like, sort of goodwill. <laughs> because there's, like, people that show up, like, three hours late, and they're just like, oh, it's whatever. It doesn't even matter. It's pretty chill. I feel like it'll work. You ever hear, like, those stories sometimes of people who, like, stop showing up to work and, like, they never notice? <laughs> I feel like that funny. works more in, like, an office job or something. Yeah. Where you're just doing, like, a meaningless task. And, like, you can <laughs> you can just no-show for, like, years. I should try to just have someone, like, punch me in at work. And I just don't show up. They don't know. And they're paying me for doing nothing. That sounds tight. That sounds like the goal for everyone. That is that is the future Bernie Sanders uh, wants. King shit. All right, I think that wraps it up on the news section. We uh, damn, we still got a lot to talk about. Honestly, this is like a crazy, like crazy busy few weeks for the W in the preseason here. But uh, yeah, we'll be we'll be right back after this, folks. Greg Odin's back. This is the Big Three Podcast. Hosted with our good friend Michael Rappaport. You know, Larry Sanders also got drafted in the Big Hell Three yeah. Podcast. That was tight. I actually had to watch I actually had to watch that. Uh, oh, you watched it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was, uh, was CBS is also doing Big Three stuff, so um, I had to... Yeah, the Big Three correspondent? Yeah, unfortunately, Rappaport is, like, big on... He's, like, the sideline guy or something. Really? Yeah, kind of sucks. Yeah. Anyways, they should do a WNBA Big Three. We should we should start that. We'll get a. Yeah, I feel like Cappy would have to be up there. Lindsay wait. Well, Lindsay's kind of busy with the. Lindsay's busy with with um, Minnesota. We could get uh, Lauren Jackson. We could get Lauren Jackson in there. Sorry, I was being unprofessional. Yeah, Ryan. Brian went to go get a damn beer, folks. Yeah, it's uh the PBR hotline established in Milwaukee, eighteen forty-four. Yeah, this season, this season, we're just gonna get absolutely shit faced <laughs> and then record the podcast. <laughs> just get absolutely just you, wait, drunker you, than blackout drunk. You weren't doing that before. <laughs> well, I was doing other drugs before the podcast. Oh yeah, yeah. You were eating some of those shrimp from the the yeah, UK. We were reading before uh, we started recording again that 
there's a big problem in the UK because uh, shrimp are contaminated with cocaine, which sounds pretty tight, honestly. Yeah, I wonder how that happened. Parody, parody. We do not condone <laughs> drugs. No, no drugs. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you see that guy sitting courtside who's wearing just a jersey that has number 76 on the back? Yeah, he loves America. <laughs> that guy is... <laughs> That guy cheers for America, not the Sixers. It's all about the name on the front of the jersey. You were wa- we're watching the dang Sixers game. Sixers, Raptors. Game three. The uh, Do a little play-by-play here. Okay, Kawhi Leonard controlling up top. Yes, we do watch the <laughs> NBA and the WNBA offseason. I know that's not maybe what everyone does, but... Yeah, well, we're, we're already canceled as a podcast, so... Yeah, I can't wait to be the first WNBA podcast to get canceled. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't. What were you talking about? I don't. Do we even start the second segment? Or it's recording. But yeah. I don't know if we've ever. We're we're talking about the Los Angeles Sparks. Oh yeah, the Los Angeles. A lot of big sort of moves for the Sparks in the last couple of weeks. Yeah, it has been a busy stretch. I guess we'll start with we'll start with the bad news first. Uh, Raquana Williams got arrested. They hired Derek Fisher. Oh yeah, well that is <laughs> that is the worst news about. The Sparks this offseason. Yeah, do we even talk about that on the podcast? Probably not. I don't know. Anyway, yeah, Derek Fisher sucks. Yeah, he had like, he had one, he just coached the Knicks, right? Like That was the only sort of coaching stop he ever had. Yeah, and he sucked. Yeah, and he was terrible. <laughs> he got fired like immediately. And apparently... Yeah, now uh, he's moved on to that like Ponzi scheme thing to like steal athletes. Yeah, shout out, shout out John, John Wilms, wrote about it in Jacobin. Yeah, Derek Fisher is like a a loan shark. Yeah, I don't know if he's a loan shark. Uh, so aren't the loan sharks the guys that sort of go around and kind of beat you up if you oh. don't if you don't pay the loans? Yeah, that, I guess that's true. He's like a payday <laughs> lender. Or yeah, payday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. There it is. <laughs> so yeah, check out John Wilms and uh, Jacobin. I don't know. That was like a few months ago that he wrote that. But yeah, Derek Fisher is. But you were you were saying that. When they were, were they even negotiating with Agler to like bring him back? But the the president or the GM of the Sparks was like, had already sort of talked to Derek Fisher. It was like, yeah, he's like our guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The GM was like, the GM like in I think they said it was la- like in the middle of last season, was like telling Fisher to like come coach the team, while like Agler was our like currently in charge. Yeah, Brian Agler, who's like. You know, won like a couple WNBA titles. Yeah, I think three, right? Didn't, or at least two. Because he won one with the Storm and then he won one with uh, the yeah. Sparks. So at least two. But and yeah. Derek Fisher, who has had one sort of <laughs> uh, coaching stop that was more or less a disaster because he was like trying to fuck the players' girlfriends. That's a good thing for the coach to do. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you gain their trust. Yeah, that's, that is like a major power play. <laughs> Just show up in the locker room and uh, miss <laughs> had, yeah, like, had coach steal your girl. <laughs> him, he's like getting out of the showers and he's got like one of the players' girlfriends also coming out of the showers <laughs> with him. All right, guys. Mr. Too Damn Normal. Get out there. <laughs> Time to play some damn ball. He's like... I don't even know who was on the Knicks team. Was Mello still on that team? I think Mello is still on the team. Tim Hardaway Jr. He also, like, there was, what was that story with Matt Barnes that he was, like, 
Yeah, he like and that's up, like pretty like complicated. Matt Barnes like beat his ass or something. Yeah, Matt Barnes drove like the entire sort of length of California to go beat Derek Fisher's ass. Because <laughs> Derek Fisher was with yeah, Matt it's, Barnes' it's ex-wife. Funny. Yeah, it's, not it's pretty funny. fucked up. It's a bad story. Uh, <laughs> yeah, now we're going to get canceled. It's it's funny that Derek Fisher got beat up, but it's not funny that uh, Matt Barnes isn't exactly like the greatest guy either. This is like maybe the most talented team they've had in like a couple of years too. Oh yeah, like by far. I guess getting into yeah, we can yeah. So Raquana Williams got arrested. Yeah, there was an altercation back in December where she had assaulted an ex-girlfriend and threatened to shoot someone who was trying to like intervene. Yeah, that's a good thing to do. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely so, what you want to be doing in the off season. So we'll see what sort of kind of comes out of that. She she's a free agent, right? Yeah, no, they haven't re-signed her, so I'd kind of be surprised at this point. Yeah, her future is sort of up in the air, but they might honestly kind of need her. Yeah, I'm not yeah. advocating for them to sign her. No, I wouldn't do that either. So they re- they just finally re-signed Chelsea Gray. Everyone assumed that was going happen like there there what that wasn't uh, a surprise it was more just a when uh not if so they finally re- re-signed her but they've also made a bunch of trades in the last like 10 days couple weeks or so which i will i guess we can start with the odyssey sim sims one since that was first um which is kind of weird is like the mercury signed sims to a big offer sheet in the summer or the winter in the off season and the Sparks matched it, which never really made sense because Sims honestly like didn't fit in that well on the Sparks. I mean, she was fine, but I don't think she was ever as good as they hoped. And then they had the salary cap concern, um, and then there was also the Cambage trade like lying in the background. So it's kind of weird that they re-signed Sims in the first place, and then they kind of just dumped her. So like, <laughs> uh, I guess not, they didn't just dump her. Like they got they traded her to the Lynx for Alexis Jones who's like a third-year guard, was a great shooter in college, hasn't really shot the ball that well as a pro, but like also didn't really play that much for the Lynx. Kind of be a surprise if she plays a lot for the Sparks, but uh, I, w- I wouldn't really say they like dumped Sims, but they didn't really get that much for her, so it's kind of weird. Like, Why did you even bother signing her in the first place unless you were just trying to prevent her from going to the Mercury, I guess, like you're just trying to keep her off the Mercury. I mean, that kind of makes sense. I feel like the Mercury at this point are probably their biggest competition. Um, yeah, I guess like you're just trying That's to. That's some do savvy general management. Gamesmanship, I guess. Scheme scheming from from D Fish and company. But yeah, so with Sims gone, I mean, Sims didn't fit in well, but like she's still like a veteran guard who like knows what she's doing, and you don't really know what you're gonna get from Alexis Jones. Um, she she has talent, but like we haven't really seen her play that much. Um, and so like we were saying with you know Raquana getting arrested, you you did resign Chelsea Gray, but you have Chelsea Gray, Elena Beard, who's like still a very solid player, but also is like thirty five or whatever, and is not going to be playing big minutes, uh, especially in the regular season. Mm-hmm. And so now you're like Alexis Jones, I guess, is your third guard. Yeah. The the backup point guard situation will be interesting for them. I mean, they're still we haven't talked about 
them trading for Chennai yet, but I mean, I think uh, it'd be pretty. You'd be pretty hard pressed to sort of find maybe a team that would be favorited over them going into the season. No, I think talent wise, they should probably be considered the favorite, especially after after Stewie's injury. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the Chennai trade, so they got uh, Chennai from the Sun for a first round pick next year. Um, it kind of happened out of nowhere. I didn't. I mean, there was no rumblings that I had heard that. Chanae wanted out, but apparently she did. There was a WNBA insider, I think, said that Chanae basically forced her way out and said she didn't get traded to the Sparks. She was just gonna gonna sit out the season and just focus on her ESPN career. And now, you know, with the Sparks, obviously she can do both because ESPN has all the damn. See, I can just tripped and beat. That's what I'm gonna tell my job. Like, hey, if you don't pay me more, I'm going to focus on being a podcaster. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> your choice falls <laughs> in your court now. Yeah, so so they got Chennai, reunited the Agumake sisters. Yeah, I read this excellent piece on CBSSports.com. It was <laughs> a, a trade grade. Um, so everyone should go check that out. And the, the author of the post made some very good points. But yeah, I think... You know, the Chennai situation in Connecticut last year was a little funky. I think we talked about that quite a bit, sort of their big rotation. I mean, with her being hurt two years ago, they sort of discovered the Alyssa Thomas, John Quell, and, like, found a lot of success with that. And sort of incorporating Chennai back into it was a little funky. Yeah. I mean, was, they still had, like, a good year overall. Bringing, I think they brought, yeah, you wrote, or the author wrote uh, that... <laughs> John Paul won sixth woman of the year last year. But that should it should open a lot up for Connecticut. But yeah, and then Cheney, I think she'll fit pretty well with uh with Candace and NECA. Yeah, I agree because you have Cheney is very much a post player in terms of like an old school like just being in and around the paint. Like she's not stepping out and shooting threes or like even really mid range. But she's really good at scoring. Like if you get her the ball in the block, she's she's pretty money. Like I think she shot like sixty percent from the field last season, which is pretty ridiculous. I think it was like only like Sylvia Fowles and someone else was was higher than her. Like she's a great rebounder, like a lot of athleticism and just like I mean she's had her injury troubles in the past, but like those were like kind of freak like she did her Achilles or like she she heard her knee where like she needed surgery and stuff but, like other than that like she's been pretty healthy in terms of like not getting like minor injuries and whatever which is helpful for the sparks especially like candace and NECA both um last season were kind of banged up so like just adding more depth and youth to that front line like also getting the talent still like you're saying the fit even though chenay is pretty you know back to the basket on the on the block Naka and Candace can both step out. They're both athletic. Like, they can play away from the basket. So you're really, like, any sort of combination of those three is going to be successful. Um, yeah, it's this sort of interesting new take on the positionality or, like, lack thereof. All of, all three of those players, you might say, are, like, traditional, like, fours. Yeah, I would say so, yeah. And... They all three can play it on the floor because they all sort of cover their bases, like mm-hmm. in terms of sort of different skill sets and and stuff like that. I mean, last year, 
Candace and Neca's high-low sort of game. That was like a very dominant play that the Sparks used a lot, and I they'll sure they can continue to use it with Chanae. And it, you can like you can give the ball to Candace, let Chelsea play off ball, and like let Candace run pick and rolls with Neca or Chanae. Neca and and Candace honestly like can both spot up. Like they have so much like versatility that yeah, like you said, they're all. You're going to end up probably playing, like, a point guard, a, a shooting guard, and, like, three power forwards and, like, be be the best team in the league. <laughs> Me and Jack were talking before we started recording, but if any of you watch the Milwaukee Bucks, Mike Budenholzer does something similarly where he'll play Giannis, uh, Nikola Mirotic, and uh, Ersan Ilyasova. And all those guys are more or less, like, sort of traditional fours, but... They have like a sort of mixture of being able to shoot the ball, rebounding, defending, that it works playing all three of those guys instead of like a typical small forward, power forward, center sort of lineup. And we talked about how bad of a coach Derek Fisher is, so it'll be interesting to see sort of how he like manages and like plays those three together. But I I think it'll be at least like an interesting experiment and a lot of fun. I mean, all three of those players are very talented. Yeah. Obviously, like multiple time All Stars, MVP candidates. Yeah, it will because that is the thing is like they do have that talent, but we've already mentioned like the guards, like their roster is so imbalanced right now in terms of you have like even if you you end up starting, you know, Candace and the Agumakes, like you still have Jantel Lavender on the bench. You still have um, Vadiva, Maria Vadiva, their first round pick last season. And then Kalani Brown, their first round pick this season, who are all like also fours. Um, well, Kalani's more of a five, but those are like probably you look at like their best eight players, I guess, and like six of them are like power forwards. So like it's gonna be really interesting to see like how you like the starting lineup should be fine, but then how how does Fisher manage the depth? Yeah, like he clearly he clearly had a problem with that in New York, like. He struggled in terms of you know, like making decisions and stuff. So that team was like way worse too. Yeah, than this true. First team. That's true. Like some of that should sort itself out because they're just so talented. Yeah, um, I, at some point I think like fit or whatever becomes sort of like overrated. And Candice and Neca and Chanae are so good that I don't know. They're all such like pretty close to like all around players that like I don't know. They'll like sort of figure it out. Schematically, it'll be interesting, though, to see how Fisher uh, manages that because uh, you would think that, like, Brian Agler probably would have, like, a decent idea. <laughs> but, like, I don't know, there's just not, like, one... Was Fisher, like, fired during his first season as head coach, too? He didn't even, I like, think complete I, the season? I think he made it through his first season, but I don't think he got through his second. <laughs> there's just such small sample size or whatever to, like... And with, like, a bad team. So I guess maybe the jury's still out, but I think people were maybe not so excited about that move by the Sparks. Picking up Fisher, that is. Yeah, no, (laughs) understandably. But, I mean, in terms of talent, I mean, that team is probably better than any other team out there. I think Phoenix and Connecticut, I guess you have to throw Washington in there, too, just because they were, you know, in the finals last year. Yeah, and they have Misamin coming back, too. But, yeah, no, I think clearly they're they're the most talented. And I do think it will help that, like, I guess, I mean, they're adding Chanae, but for the 
most part, like, this is the same team that's been there for the last, you know, like three seasons when they've been on this this good run that they've had. So like, I think that will also help in terms of, you know, figuring stuff out is like, you know, just between co- coaching and just fit that like they have that familiarity with each other and like can trust each other to uh, like they already know how everyone plays and stuff. It's not like a, a brand new like super team coming together. Like they have to figure all that out. Yeah. And that's starting, like, what we assume is the starting lineup is going to be huge, too. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea Gray starting at point guard, both her and Alina Beard are, like, 5'11", like, 6 feet tall. And physical. Like, yeah, they're big bodies. Yeah, no, Chelsea is, <laughs> Chelsea is like, she's, like, a finesse player in a way because she throws, like, sick behind-the-back passes and, like, will cross people. But like, yeah. But she, she's not afraid to, like, get into the paint, like, you know, like, put a shoulder into you to like clear clear you out in the lane yeah sort of like james harden yeah that's a good comparison uh but yeah i guess we'll, and then I, we didn't even really mention it but there's also still the the cam beige trade lurking it doesn't really make as much sense anymore now that they traded for Janae, because you figure they just traded for Janae, like they're not going to trade her they're not going to trade candace parker obviously and you just got Chanae to pair her with NECA. Like, they're probably not going to split the sisters up. So, you could still get a trade done, I think, because, like, Dallas doesn't really have that much leverage at this point. But even if you traded, you know, like, Lavender, say, like, Lavender, Kalani Brown in a first-round pick, then you're still left with, like, a fit issue where, like... Yeah, what, are you playing Candace at, like, the two? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, you might be able to, but, like... It just doesn't. It doesn't make quite as much sense. So we'll see. Uh, but yeah, if this is the <laughs> Greg Moose, Greg Moose just <laughs> biffed the layup. Uh, but yeah, if this is their final roster, like they're gonna be a problem for people. Um, yeah, and they'll have like the size to match up with like Phoenix, who has had like a pretty big right. starting five last year. I'm not big on predictions. I kind of like to let the sort of stuff play out, sort of observe. But yeah, I mean, it's sort of like disappointing with all the injuries and, and whatnot, but I'm still pretty excited. There's some interesting sort of stuff going on in the league still. Yeah, no, it's but like, I mean, we just spent 20 minutes talking about the Sparks. Like, they're going to be really fun. Atlanta could be really good this year, too. Yeah, especially once, you know, whatever happens with McCautry. Like, I... Honestly, I, I feel like I shouldn't have said that she might miss the start of the season. I feel like I read something about that, but like, she's not gonna miss the entire season. So, and like, they probably would have beat the Mystics last season if she was healthy. Honestly, podcasts are gonna get canceled because of lack of journalistic <laughs> integrity. Yeah, we don't know anything. We're espousing <laughs> fake news. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a wrap. Yep. We're back. The Patreon is turned back on. Um, if you w- if you want to sign up for that, I think we have the link in our link in the bio. Yeah, Jack will make a a sick mixtape with the player and song of your choosing. Yeah, there's kind of a, a cue right now, but I'll get to it. <laughs> eventually. I can't do anything like that, so I I can't really help him out on that front. Uh, yeah, no, I think uh, I think that wraps it up. We'll be, I guess I don't know, probably not like. I don't know if we're going to do one every week in the preseason, but yeah, once the once the season, you know, we're we're starting to ramp up here, I guess. Yeah, keep a lookout for May 25th is uh opening night, so 
We'll probably have like a, another preview episode. Yeah, we should have another at least two episodes. We'll have a maybe yeah, a brief preview and we're going to review Joanna Man <laughs> either this week or next week, depending on when I get it from the library <laughs> and when we can find time. Yeah, you all heard of these things called the library? So, yeah, everyone go to your local library, check out Joanna Man. <laughs> Uh, it's a great film. Yeah, I think we actually watched it last season and then never recorded an episode about it. Yeah, but we, I gotta rewatch it. I gotta take some notes on it. Yeah, we take notes at this podcast. This is I, I got mean the paper I don't right normally, here. but but yeah, uh, you know, shout out DJ Los Latino. Shout out to the new studio. Shout out to Whitney. We miss her. Yeah, she'll probably be back on the podcast next week. We'll figure something out. I'll bring her on the bus. <laughs> Put her in her backpack. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I think that's a wrap. Yeah, catch y'all later. Peace. Shaq, we're on live.